Again, that's going to start next week. But every once in a while, throughout the year, we have what we call a one-off message. It's just an opportunity to just kind of bring something new, something different, something fresh. And so we're doing something new today. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to be talking a little bit about Jesus-style missions Jesus-style missions. And in my prayer and my hope is that everything we do as a church is connected to missions. Everything that we do as a church is connected to missions. Now, let me just say this. Be careful about having a focus, of what, what I would even call a narrow focus, that, that simply says that sometimes we define missions as being foreign. You know, like you got to go overseas in order for it to qualify as missions. But understand, for some of us, we work on a mission field. Come on. How many of you, if you got your coworker working with you, say he's talking to you. We work on a mission field. Some of you go to school on a mission field. Some of you can, a, a mission field for you would be walking across the street and talking to your neighbor. That's a mission field. And so we have to understand that there are kingdom mission opportunities all around us everywhere we go. In my heart, I believe that missions is the doorway to the supernatural. Follow along with what I'm saying. I believe there's a heavenly exchange when the power of an almighty God connects to the brokenness of a messed up world. I believe there's a heavenly exchange that takes place there. And it's all centered around the gospel. Missions has to be centered around the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is simply the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Missions has to always be attached to the gospel. So you can go and put a roof on an orphanage. You can go and dig a well. You can go and serve in a soup kitchen. You can get a bunch of teenagers up and carry them and, and what we call clean up the houses and everything after the flood. You can get uh, school supplies and everything and go to Kentucky. You can help people rebuild their homes in Kentucky. So you understand that's not necessarily foreign. The mission field is all around us. But at the end of the day, it's about connecting people to Jesus Christ. That's really what missions is all about. And so what we wanted to do, a little bit different today, but what we wanted to do is highlight some of the missions that we support here on a monthly basis. And so to start it all off, we're going to start with our student ministry here at the Bridge Smithfield. Give our student directors a big hand as they come to the stage. Brian and Melissa are doing an amazing job. They've been with us for a long time, and they keep our students busy. Amen? So tell us what's going on. Good morning, everyone. So our students constantly, I try to keep them active, because if we keep them active in Jesus stuff, then they won't have time to do other stuff. But <laughs> so we have gone when we had the devastation in Wilmington from the hurricane. We went and served. We mucked out houses. Half the group, the other half went and cut down trees. So we try to keep them active in all kinds of stuff. So one of the things that is very important to them, because I've tried to see if they want to change things up, <laughs> but they always want to go back to Shabbat, which is our youth conference. And we just came back from that a couple weeks ago. So Shabbat, for the others of you who don't know, is a youth conference. has about two to 5,000 in attendance, I think. And we started taking them 2015, so it's been six years. Gosh, time flies. I'm getting old. Um, but it always has an amazing impact on our students. So this year was the largest group we've ever taken. There was 26 total people that went. It's located in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. 
We typically have an activity or two. Of course, we have services Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. And um, we rent out a whole cabin. And it's always a very fun, fun time for them. And it's always awesome to hear what God's done. So we started implementing a um, reflection period. So on the night services, Friday and Saturday night, we get back, we all have reflection. And we talk about what God's done for them, what they experienced. Some of them, you know, they've never experienced stuff like that. So we talk about it. And then they have their free time for an hour or two, and then we go to sleep. So, um, and then they don't want to wake up. (laughs) which I'm sure most of you parents know. Um, So this year, the theme was dunamis, which this shirt removes the vowels, but that is the explosive power of the Holy Spirit. And we definitely had some impact from that in our group. So for this year, that included breaking chains. We had several who felt free from things. We had a student who has stopped all tobacco use. We had a student that, we've had several students come out of their shell more, Some are dealing with self-identity and um, just depression, anxiety. So we had some breakthroughs there, or at least being able to talk about it, and they feel more opened up. Um, And so it's it's lit a fire under some. We have (laughs) one who is just absolutely like, I don't care who I'm talking to. I'm going to tell everybody about God and what had happened. So she was tripping me up in there and telling me about that. But it's amazing to see this kind of stuff. also, we have a few who stepped up, who believe they are starting to hear the calling of God on their lives. And they're like, hey, you know, I think God has called me possibly to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, awesome. Like, let's figure it out. Let's put you in some areas and try it and see what's going on. Because like Alan was saying, they're on a mission field every day. The school systems, like, don't matter if you're private or public, like <laughs> the school systems, there's so much there. So, um, we're just navigating through all these things. And one of the things I'm really excited about, I've wanted a student worship band. And so that's, you know, difficult sometimes to get people, especially the artist kind of people are a little more shy, held back. So we actually was able to birth a youth band this year. We had a one who's like, I want to be a worship leader. And we had several who's like, hey, I play instruments. Like, I want to do this. So we're working with contacts and getting equipment and stuff now. So that's awesome. In the past, our dance team that you've seen perform, that was birthed from Shabbat. So it has a major, major impact on the young people. So I didn't get a lot of pictures this year because we were busy, but I made a short video for us to just kind of recap so you can kind of see some of the stuff at Shabbat. Okay, so maybe not. But if we get it ready, we can show it in a little bit. But um, So I'm going to let Melissa talk a little bit. So I have been to Shabaka in the past. This year I was unable to go, but I just wanted to share a story of how, even not being there, how Shabak has impacted and just kind of my experience with the kids. And um, so my daughter, our daughter is Aslan, and she's six, and she has been to Shabak in the past, and she loves it. So um, kind of a plug for next year, too, is Shabak does their services live. So we always try to encourage the families, uh, the kids going, and anybody to watch the services live, especially for the parents so they can actually see what's going on with their kids. And so Aslan and I were home, and Brian was gone, and we watched all the Shabak services. 
And the next day, um, Aslan had her friend over. And she said, let's watch Shabbat. And her friend is eight, and she's unchurched. And I'm sure she had no clue what she was about to watch. And Aslan turned the TV on, and I was around the house doing things, and they were watching the service. And just with their short attention spans, they quit watching. It was still on, but they started playing baby dolls and ice cream trucks and stuff. And after it went off, I was walking through the house, and I heard the little girl say, um, she started singing one of the songs from Shabbat. And I was like, that's very impactful for her to only be six, and she still wants to share what she knows goes on at Shabbat to her friend. And with Aslan being our only child, it has really been a great experience for Brian and I to have be surrounded by kids and always have um, be able to impact the students here. And some of the students that we have up here on stage that graduate, we've had in our middle school class. So we have seen them mature and we've seen them grow. And it's very rewarding to be able to impact all of the students' lives. And so Brian and I both wanted to say to all of y'all, thank you for trusting us with your kid and thank you for allowing us to be there and minister with them and be able to experience all these things that we see them going through and being able to have these experiences with them. All right, so a couple of things. Again, the student ministry at Bridge, we try to keep them very involved. So just a couple of announcements. Um, the fifth Sunday in March is Max Out the Max. So the Maxwell Center in Goldsboro, some of you are familiar. They have given the center to the churches every year, twice a year actually, spring and fall. Um, and they want us to have an event and get as many young people there as we can. So that's going on um, the last Sunday of March. So the other thing is the spring retreat. So this year we um, all talk together, and so we have a spring retreat, a summer camp, and a fall retreat. So yes, it's a lot. You want to go to everything. But we're trying to give as many opportunities as possible for God to be able to you know, use your kids to go to these things and get poured into. So that's April 17th through 19th. They have an early bird discount, $75 until March 15th, and then it goes to 90 and there's limited space. So that way, I know sometimes we announce stuff out there, and you probably never hear about it. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's <clears throat> basically what's going on out there in our student building. You see it out there, I put the flag out on Sundays when we have service. And so, sixth grade and up is who meets out there. So if you have any students, or you have neighbors, or maybe it's grandkids, whomever, if you want to bring them, we'd love to have them out there. At sixth grade and up, we meet every Sunday during normal service, except fifth Sundays. They're off, so they can kind of come in here and experience, so that kind of helps transition when they do graduate. It's not just coming to big church, as we call it, <laughs> for the first time. So, um, But thank y'all so, so much. I appreciate all your support and everything y'all do for us. Amen. Thank you guys so much. As, uh, as Brian was saying, these guys meet every Sunday out here in our modular. So if you've got sixth grade and up, send them out there. And uh, they keep them busy. But they also not just keep them busy, they keep the word in them. And so they're doing, uh, you know, Bible teachings and all that. They're developing their own worship team out there. So uh, just a lot of things happening for that uh, with our students. But 
uh, not only our students, but you guys also, on a monthly basis, support a team that goes to Kentucky every year. And so I'm going to have our Kentucky mission team to come up. So give these guys a huge hand as they come. Thank you, Mr. Buddy. Good morning, Bridge. Good morning. This is Ann Harkin. I'm Buddy Scott. We are members of the Bridge Princeton group. We're also members of the Kentucky Mission Team. As, as we talk about what we're doing, if you have any questions, write them down. We will be in the lobby after service. We'll stay there as long as anybody wants to talk about the mission in Kentucky. We have a lot to share, and we'll stay and discuss whatever you want to hear. We're not here to recruit people. We're here to share our story. If you feel in your heart that you're led to participate in what we do um, after we, we talk about it, feel free to get with us. So what is this? What are you talking about? We go to Lynch, Kentucky. Uh, as you just cross that Virginia border, you're in Kentucky. You've got to want to go to Lynch, Kentucky. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, this, this area was devastated when the coal mines, um, they pulled out. And basically, the coal mines had been everything. Their, even their paychecks was coal money. So when they pulled out, the people were left devastated. And um, there's a lot of information about how God has been moving for 20 years now. And we're just privileged to be a part of that move. So... Um, Here's the details. We go the week of August, um, July, sorry, July 21 through August 1 this year. The price per person is $150. That covers where you stay and your food. Um, and we have mandatory meetings. Um, that'll be April 26th and July 12th. And Miss Kelly, she's our team leader. She is praying right now. She's praying for some of y'all right now because she prays God will lease people and bring people because we want this to be a move of God. This is not about human flesh at all. She's, pray, she's praying for some of you right now for the Holy Spirit to say, hey, we need you in Kentucky. So um, there's more information about how to give your, if you do feel that tug as we're sharing today, um, more information um, about how to get in contact with Kelly and to sign up for the team. We, um, and it's not just a, sorry, it's just not just a summer thing. We are a team all year, building community and also studying the Word together. Um, we have a Bible study. The ladies are having a Bible study this year. But also we um, work taco dinners and holiday bazaars, always kind of team building and also um, getting funds ready for Kentucky in the summer. Mr. Buddy, you want to tell more about Kentucky and some of the specific ministries? We partner with a, an outfit called Marizzo Ministries. Um, I have a book back here that, that we can show you. I encourage you to get that book and read it, uh, which describes some of those things. Under Marizzo, there's a place called Black Mountain Exchange, which is a gas station that they operate. There's a coffee shop that serves delicious coffee and, and snacks and little uh, treats and things. It's on the main roads. So a lot of people stop by. They blend their own coffee. They have their own blend uh, that they put together and sell in, in bags. <clears throat> um, Solomon's Porch is another place. It's an old hospital. It's been converted into a, like a room and a lodge kind of place. That's where we stay when we go up there. Uh, <clears throat> Shikana Village is, is a farm kind of place. And on it is a rodeo, rodeo camp that we participate in. 
There's also a place called Stables at Creekside Glen, which is the, the, the rodeo part of it. Greater Vision is some homes that have been bought and rehabbed for people that want to go up and spend a few days or a week. You can rent those homes. Uh, sometimes if we have a small group going up for our fall festival, we stay there. There's 3C Church, which is a brick church. One of the, the pastors up there that runs Solomon's Porch, he's the minister there. And from it, they operate to celebrate recovery. Um, there's a veterinarian that's from Florida. He retired, and him and his wife live in Lynch, Kentucky. They offer their services. The labor part is free for the people in that area and they're based on Chicana Village property. Uh, the, the patients there are required to you know, pay for medical stuff, but they furnish their labor. It's the most giving place I've ever been in. And when you're up there, you can feel God's presence. I mean, it, it's there. Nowhere else have I ever been that you feel what, what's going on. We go to support these people and, and do various things. Ann usually works with the youth. I usually work on the construction side. And we cross over from time to time to help one another. And I'll tell you a little bit about that later on. We also go up there to minister to people. One instance in this, and, and it happens on all the projects, but on this one particular one, when we go up, we're, we're given a list of people that need some help. And we sort of operate off of that list. But we may go off in a totally different direction. And this happened in this one particular case. We got word that this older couple needed a deck built. They had the material, but they didn't have the labor to do it. So our team jumped in and went to work on this deck and build it for these folks. And Pastor Andy is not construction oriented. He doesn't have the skills. His skills is in ministering to people. But this lady says when her and her husband got married, she had been going to church very faithfully, and he was a non-believer. And so she quit going to church and had not gone to church for 20-some years. Well, Pastor Andy got to ministering to this couple and when he left, the husband said, I think I'll start going back to church if my wife still wants to go. So that's sort of a miracle in the mountains. So what if you're not a construction kind of person like me? Um, <laughs> there's lots of things. There's lots of different areas. Um, there'll be construction teams, but there'll also be teams that'll be painting. Um, you can hang out with me, and we are going to take um, school supplies to the local schools. This was powerful. We have been going to this little school um, in Kaywood. Always go to Kaywood. Always go to Kaywood. Things happen. Okay, it was a God thing. Okay, so we couldn't take our school supplies to Kaywood. Oh, well, but God was in this. When we were saying there's corruption with the mines, so we had to go to another elementary school. Well, the elementary school where the parents work, the mines suddenly went bankrupt. They cashed their checks on Friday, were paying their bills, and they were getting calls, your, your checks are bouncing. 
So they had taken, they had basically stopped all payment on all checks. So God arranged for our, us to take school supplies that year to that little community. So it's things like that we hear all the time where God is on the move when we're, moving, when we're serving in Kentucky. Um, if you'd like to cook, we would love for you to pray about joining our team because we feed the kids. We obviously feed the team. There's all kinds of ways where God can use your, I mean, be the hands and feet of Jesus in all kinds of ways in Kentucky. Those of you who love Vacation Bible School, you're going to love a horse too. So we go to the stables, and they actually teach the kiddos, like, how, how to ride, how to properly take care of the horse. But then we have Jesus. So we have sessions where um, we teach, and we do a Bible verse, and we spend time with them. And basically, the downtime, we just talk to the kids. Um, I know... Um, the young ladies, um, they were talking to some folks on, from Kentucky there, some teenagers there. And basically, here came, the question was asked, have you, I know you like come here and you learn about horses, and I know you know Pastor Drew, and I know, but have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And that led to a conversation. And when we got home, um, actually a tearful phone call from that person in Kentucky, I've decided to give my life to Jesus. So the kid, that's from a, te- a teenager did that one, uh, where God used a teenager. So teenagers, if you're feeling that tug from the Holy Spirit, talk with your folks and pray, talk to your leadership here, and talk to us about finding out how to serve the kids in Kentucky, whether it be um, collecting that, or just, you know what, if you're not going to go to Kentucky, when we say, hey, we need school supplies, just go to Walmart and pray. Just really pray. It's so precious to us when we're unpacking stuff. And you've gotten that little kid like a Star Wars notebook instead of just a, like a green notebook. And they were so excited to see things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, even if you don't go to Kentucky, just please prayerfully consider ser- um, serving them with us in that manner. Mm. Amen. And on the construction part of it, we put on metal roofs. We put on shingles. We rebuild walls, put in water line. And if you've got a talent for any of that kind of stuff and you feel led to do it, then, then come help us. We build ramps. We do whatever people need. Um, one instance, we just changed out a toilet for somebody because that's what they needed and didn't have the funds to do it. This, the, the area we serve have three of the poorest counties in the United States. That's one reason we go is to try to help these people and to bless them spiritually also. We, we've seen slow economic growth up there, and I mean really slow, but in the four or five years I've been going, I, I can tell a little bit of difference. And they're always looking for some way to generate more money, not with drugs or bootlegging and that kind of stuff, but legal stuff. <laughs> and we've seen some spiritual growth like Ann's talking about. You know, we, we know kids, you know, we see, they see them. It's, it's a little slower in the older folks, the, the, the adults that we see. But, but we know it's happening. Um, this deck I was telling you about that Pastor Andy helped build, we did that in July. And in the fall, we went back for the fall uh, bizarre thing they have. And we went to visit this lady and her, her husband. Well, we built a deck. We just built a flat deck. And when we got back, there was a, a metal roof on it. There was rails around it. And, and we said, what happened? And she said, well, our neighbors up and down the street saw y'all were working over here, and they came and asked us, what did we, what, how did this happen? So she got to, to tell her story of being blessed 
by folks that drove 400 miles to minister to them. One of the, the, the children's events that they went to, we had a guy on our team that was there, and, and he's pretty, pretty, pretty well known for cooking hot dogs and, and things. So he's at his pig cooker, and he's cooking hot dogs and rolling them around. This teenage guy comes up and stands there, and he's interacting with them. And he, the guy looks down, and he said, uh, your shoes look kind of kind of wild, ragged. The dude says, yeah. He said, but it's okay. He said, this, this is what I got. The hot dog guy steps out of his shoes, and he says, take mine. And he, he walked off barefoot from that event. We had another member of our team. <clears throat> she knows sign language. She's the only person I know that knows sign language. When she goes up there, her, her passion is construction. She works as a teacher with sign language here in the schools in Wayne County. But her passion is construction. So she works up there with us a couple of days. They go out to the school, giving out supplies. This lady is sitting over at a table because she's not needed right that minute to help. One of the teenagers comes over and she said, come with us, come, come with us right quick, we need you. So she went over. It was a lady that had walked in with her, her son, and you could tell she was confused. She, she didn't know how to interact. You know, if somebody's giving you something, how, how do you receive it if you can't talk to somebody? Well, this, this young lady saw this lady and recognized immediately that that, that woman knew sign language, and she, she started interacting with them. And folks in that room said the biggest smile you've ever seen lit up that lady's face. It just radiated in the whole room. What's the odds of a lady that knows sign language traveling 400 miles, not going on a construction job, but going to this event? God is working in that issue. He puts the right person in the right place at the right time to do the right thing. So if you're feeling that tug again from the Holy Spirit or you're just interested, please come talk with us. But again, um, make sure it's the Holy Spirit. It's like an emotional thing. It's, the, it's truly the call of God. And we would love to um, share more with you about Kentucky Missions. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. And hey guys, just remember that Why? <laughs> I'm sorry. Forgive me, guys. I'm sorry. Technology and me just don't mix. But anyway, 
Did you guys hear everything I just said? I ain't got to repeat it. Thank you. So anyway, we do have one more that, uh, that we support as well, and it's called Bridge to Hope Ministries. And so I'm going to have Pastor Jimmy to come up in just a moment. But before he comes up, I want you to check out a video about this amazing ministry that's ministering to Johnston, Wayne County, and beyond. So check out this video. years ago and now it, it's 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 coming it's here I never dreamed in a thousand years 20 years later that this thing would be birthed I never doubted God but I never dreamed it would happen and one day he just said this is what I want you to do so one of the biggest things for me with the bridge to hope is the interaction that we've been able to have with the homeless in the community a lot of times we'll take mission trips across the sea to help someone else when Really, there's just as much of a need right here at home. A lot of the people that we see are homeless, they're indigent, or they're people that are working, but they don't have the finances to uh, afford medical treatment, uh, their medicines and that type of thing. Our goal is ultimately to provide holistic care. That is to be working with the mind, body, and soul. So in addition to physically addressing medical needs, we hope to really provide um, levels of care that you can't get when you go to your primary care. The thing I liked about the Bridge to Hope is the fact that it is faith-based. And our goal is to minister to the entire person. This is my life. This is what I live for. Nothing else matters. A lot of times you hear medical mission trips going overseas, and while there's a great need to go overseas and see a lot, we have just as great of a need right here in our own backyard. You see a lot of hard things in any mission work in the medical field, in a domestic mission like Bridge to Hope Mobile Medical, you see the sad side of things and the downside of um, of our community, but we hope to bring a little bit of light to that community. Everybody doing okay? What you just saw 
And what I'm getting ready to talk about, as well as Mr. Buddy and Miss Ann, uh, and, and the youth here at uh, Bridge Smithfield, we're talking about miracles, what God can do. If we just give God a chance, man, just give God a chance, and he'll do awesome stuff, won't he? How many, how many of y'all have seen God's hand in your life do awesome stuff? Well, you know what? You know, uh, that's kind of the, the sort of the thing I'm going to talk about a little bit, but the video that you saw here is a, is a miracle. It really is. This is, a, um, this is a vision God gave me over 22 years ago when I was in a foreign land called Tarboro, North Carolina, that Alan comes from. And um, whoo, he can tell him. One day we were at the, somewhere and Alan was talking and somebody looked at me and said, I believe he comes from the same place Pastor Jimmy came from. I said, Edgecombe County, man, you know. But, um, but this is a vision that God gave me over 22 years ago. And I want to tell you something right here. If God has whispered something into your heart and to your spirit, hold on to the vision that God gave you. I, when God spoke to me years ago, I had my wife. She pinned it down in a book. And I went to two, three different churches in the course of ministry. And, uh, and finally, uh, when God released me to do it, man, I just saw God just do some really cool stuff at a, <clears throat> at a young age that I am now. So, um, but the Bridge to Hope, I'm going to explain some things, is different components to it. We have a mobile medical unit. We actually have a Celebrate Recovery. And we have a prayer ministry coming out of it also. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. We were established in 2016. And, uh, and God is doing some awesome things. Now, Bridge to Hope, let me explain something. The, we are, uh, it's kind of confusing, but we are not of the Bridge Church, even though the Bridge heavily supports us. And thank y'all so much. But Pastor Farrell, when, I, when I, I'm the outreach pastor of the Bridge, it, this is kind of confusing though, but when I'm, when I'm the, uh, um, when I, Pastor Farrell released me to uh, do this vision, so to speak, uh, we came up with the name, him and myself came up with the name, Pastor Farrell was the former pastor of the bridge, Pastor Jim's there now. But we want to be the bridge, the landing place between somebody who, who, uh, who, who needs assistance from this point to this point. Does that make sense? We want to be that bridge. And the word hope is an acronym for helping others by providing empowerment. We feel with all of our heart that we are an empowerment ministry and we're reaching out. to. We want to reach out to our community. We are our community ministry. We, are, we, we go from Wayne County to Johnston County. And I'm bragging right now on something. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't want to try and be this and that and the other, but, and they're showing some scenes behind me as I talk, but I'm bragging on something. In, in two or three short years, let me tell you what God has done. We have over seven to eight churches that are sending us people at Bridge to Hope. We have uh, Wayne Pregnancy Center that's sending us, and I'll talk, talk to you a little bit more about who's coming also. The Salvation Army is sending us people. We have a, attorneys and sitting judges sending us people. We have the drug and alcohol counselors, Wayne County Sheriff's Department. We have different organizations sending us people to our Celebrate Recovery that's warehoused and sitting in our Bridge to Hope facility. We're a community-minded uh, ministry. We're located at 1138 Rosewood Road. Now, one of the components about Bridge to Hope, as you saw in the video, is our mobile medical unit. Um, we go out every second and fourth Sunday to the soup kitchen location. We work with the Wayne County Sheriff's Department to, with some of the inner city programs that they do. Uh, we go into some, some pretty tough neighborhoods with the police and the Sheriff's Department, and we do uh, uh, health screenings. We're not at the point yet 
that we can do primary health care. We're just doing simply health screenings because of insurance situations. But let me tell you what I saw. I didn't really understand what health screening was all about. I have seen people come on our bus, homeless people. I have seen uh, low-income people, Hispanics. I have seen uh, just people in need come to own our bus. And, and what happens is we... Uh, We'll not only talk to them about their blood pressure and talk to them about, you know, the, the, the sugar diabetes and stuff like this. We give, them, we give them health information, how to eat, how to walk, how to talk, stuff like that. And most importantly, we pray with them. We pray with them. I have seen, and the only words I can put up with it, sometimes people come on our bus, folks, they're a ticking time bomb with the blood pressure and stuff like this. I, and any time that our nurses, we have over 20 nurses and several doctors that work with us currently. We also, we, uh, we have reached out to Campbell University School of Medicine. They come at different periods and help us out. And uh, we have reached out to several other medical. Goshen Medical has helped us in times past. We are trying to partner with different medical organizations in our community. But I've seen people walk on the bus before. And, and a one lady in mine, she had just had a brain aneurysm a week prior. And she walked on, and our nurses checked out that she didn't look quite right. Her and Mr. Charles, they were homeless. And uh, older people in their 60s and middle, late 60s. And she walked on the bus. Our nurses looked at her. They prayed for her. And then, of course, we called the EMS unit. Anytime it's something that we can't handle, we'll call emergency services, and they will come right over. And they put her on the bus. And here's the sad thing. They put... I think her name was Miss Judy. They put her on the bus in a gurney. They put her on the EMS unit on a gurney. And Mr. Charles, I watched him as he walked into the EMS unit. And I thought to myself, now they're going to the ER to get her help, and that's great. But when they get through, they're homeless. they got nowhere to go. Man, that's not right. It's not right. So it's, I feel like it's our part in life to help empower people to, to do everything that they can. And so what we do at, at uh, Bridge to Hope is we try and minister in different facets. Whatever God sends us is what we do, basically. So as I mentioned earlier, we, uh, we pray for folks. We're not just doing health screenings, but we pray also. Um, we have seen last year, we have uh, screened over 500 people in, at the soup kitchen location and through some of the programs I just mentioned earlier. But let me tell you something right here. That's one facet of our... Um, of our ministry. And uh, when God gave me this vision over, like I said, over 22 years ago, the one thing that I didn't want to do was the very thing that God wanted me to do. And we started the mobile medical unit because I don't know anything about medicine other than the fact I don't go to the doctor. So that's the way life is. But you're looking at a guy right here. Let me tell you something, folks. You're looking at a guy right here that I was, um, I know I look, <laughs> I can't help it. I just, I know I look like maybe 35 or 40. I can't help that part. Very good looking, you know what I mean? No. <laughs> but, uh, but I came through the drug culture of the 60s and the 70s. I was a stupid kid who got tied up in drugs for seven, eight, nine years, played music on the road for a few years. I got a challenge one time to walk into a church. Just like the sign says, celebrate recovery. I got a challenge to walk into a church. I, walked, I smoked a joint big as my thumb, got high as a kite, walked into a church, found out about Jesus, got saved, got delivered, and walked out and never went back since to, to drugs and alcohol. And that was in 19... Show you how old I am. That was 1979. And, and all those years, God... So God, God showed me that he can deliver people. But you got to make the right choices. And that's what life's all about. And that's what one of the facets of Bridge to Hope is. 
through Celebrate Recovery, making the right choices, making the right choices. Um, and that's one of the things that uh, the last few years that we have started here at the uh, Bridge to Hope. Again, along with the Bridge to Hope mobile medical unit, we started in 2017, 2016, um, we started, I believe, the, um, the Bridge, uh, the Celebrate Recovery, I'm sorry, I'm getting my, 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 my mind's, I told you drugs from the 70s just don't work good. <laughs> but um, we were starting Celebrate Recovery in the Bridge Church, and it just wasn't working. So Pastor Andy turned it over to me, and... And we were, we were trying to get it going. We were struggling at it. 12, 15 people. That's right, Gene, wasn't it? Just wasn't making it. And then to show you how good God is, and I said earlier, hold on to your vision because God will give you your heart's desire, whatever he's designed for you. In 2016, God gave me a building, a 9,000-square-foot building with two and a half acres of land. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a God thing now, I'm going to tell you. And when people come to celebrate recovery, I'll tell them, if you want to be in the middle of a God thing, you're in the middle of it because I don't know many people that God gives a 9,000-square-foot building and two and a half acres of land. So God gave us that. And so in 2017, we started working on the building. We started going in there, working with Celebrate Recovery. We took it from the Bridge Church. We, uh, Pastor Andy gave the baton to me, so to speak, and my wife, Jean. Jean, stand up right there. Jean, is a, she's, a, she's a lady that makes it happen. And she's my a sidekick in ministry, and she's a blessing to everything I do. We have a gentleman named Jay Alfin. He's also teaches in Celebrate Recovery also. But what we did in 2018, we kicked off Celebrate Recovery at the Bridge to Hope uh, Center at 1138 Rosewood Road. And the first night, we had 21 people. That's pretty good when we're working with 12 or 15 people. But now we have... 55 to 80 people coming every Tuesday night to celebrate recovery. That's something God, isn't that great? Last year alone, last year alone, we saw 2,700 people walk through our doors. 13 salvations, and we had people being delivered. I'm telling you, the hand of God, just like Miracle in the Mountains, just like the youth, the hand of God, if you give God a chance... If you stand up to, against the enemy with the power of the Holy Spirit on your side, God can do anything to help you out. He can do anything because he wants his message to be given out, and he's using us, us, to do it. He's using the, uh, you, you great folks at Bridge and Smithfield to help support the Bridge to Hope, Miracle in the Mountains. And uh, when we started Celebrate Recovery, I mean, God is just doing some crazy, crazy stuff. So, um, and it's all about choices. At Celebrate Recovery, we have overeaters, we have enablers, because people think it's just drug addicts and alcoholics go to Celebrate Recovery. But it's overeaters, we have enablers, we have drug addicts, we have alcoholics, people mourning death, we have people struggling with life, and people that have made bad choices. And excuse me for saying this, because I'm just a little redneck from Tarboro, North Carolina, we got people that are just messed up like me, Okay. People with hurts, habits, and hang-ups. That's what Celebrate Recovery is all about. Um, we have worship every Tuesday night. We have excellent worship. We, uh, we serve a meal every other Tuesday. And uh, we don't charge for anything in the, in the ministry to bridge to hope. And God is just doing awesome, awesome stuff there right now. Um, we, you saw a poster uh, sign up there a while ago called Hope Extended. One of the things that we did, we, uh, several churches in the Rosewood area, we got together and they came to the, 
the Bridge to Hope Center, and we did a community outreach. We fed, we fed um, 120 people. We gave them food. We gave them clothes. We, gave, we painted the ladies' fingernails. Didn't paint the guys' fingernails down. We painted the ladies' fingernails. We cut their hair. One woman, we got a, I put it on video. One woman, you know, well, let me tell you that. I'll tell you the, tell you the story we shout by. One woman hadn't had a haircut in 10 years. Isn't that awesome? Boy, when that woman got her haircut, we were going, yes, Jesus, yes, Lord, yeah, praise God, hallelujah. All right? And then turned around, I found out the story uh, about that haircut. It's because she was too cheap to buy a haircut in 10 years. So she got a free haircut from us. But it worked out good anyhow. So, so, so you, you work with what you got, you know what I mean? So, so God, God just does, is doing a great thing. Uh, uh, so I, if you know anybody with a hurt, habit, or hang-up, uh, please send them to us. you got a great Celebrate Recovery over here in Temple. They're doing a great job. There are Celebrate Recoveries every week in this region right around here. There's around five to 600 people going to Celebrate Recovery every week. And that's something. That shows you. One pastor asked me one time, why is Celebrate Recovery growing at your location of Bridge to Hope? I said, because there's so many broken people in our world right now. And God's, and I know you guys are knocking it out here, reaching out to people and doing the outreach that's just doing stuff right here. So I thank you so much. And God gave me a scripture a long time ago that really uh, inspired me. Jude one twenty two, and it and, and the translation I was reading says, some having compassion, making a difference. And that's what I want to do, is make a difference in this life. And God is doing it through all kinds of different ministries at Bridge to Hope. We're just getting started, folks. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. If uh, We'll be out there to talk more about it. We've got some brochures and stuff. We'd be glad to get, if you want to get involved, you're more than welcome to get involved with us. And we, uh, we just thank you so very much. Pastor Allen? Amen. Amen. Come on, give all of these guys a big hand. Thank them. You know, every once in a while, we just, we, we, we step back, we pause, and we say, hey, here's, here's what you guys are supporting. Here's what we're involved in. Here's what we're doing. Uh, and I think it's important for a church for you to see that, for you to know that. Um, the fact is, there's so many hurting people just right in, in our vicinity right here. We minister a lot to our schools. We're in Triple S High School a lot. We're helping teenagers. We're blessing these guys. We're feeding them. Every year we do a, a big celebration for some of the kids at Triple S High School. Uh, they, they, they call it Spartan Academy. It's an amazing opportunity for, for us as a church to be involved in that. Um, these are kids that, for whatever reason, are not able to go to school during regular school hours. Truthfully, a lot of them have to work. They can't go to school because they got to work. And it's right here in our community. And so Spartan Academy is something that happens kind of after hours for these kids. And so they do that. And every year, you guys, with your support, with your help, we line up some cakes and cupcakes and ice cream and as much pizza as they can eat, and we throw them a party to just say, you know what, we're celebrating you. 
would be so easy for them to just say, you know what, I, I don't have time. I'm not going to worry about it. But they make an effort. They make an effort. Guys, can I tell you something? You remember what I told you at the beginning? I believe there's a heavenly exchange that takes place. There's a portal in the heavens, if you will, where an almighty God connects with a messed up, hurt, and broken world. And there's just that exchange that happens. And, and we are the ones that do that. We're the hands and feet of Jesus. And so you've seen just, we support a lot more than, than just these three ministries. But these are the three that we've brought up just to present to you, to show you that this is what you're supporting. When you give to missions, when you give to the Giving Life Fund, a lot of it goes to the missionaries. And so we support. We support our students. We support Kentucky. We support Bridge to Hope. Many of you have signed up to go to Belize. That is a foreign uh, mission trip. That's overseas. We have a campus in Belize. And so um, we just wanted to just take a moment to step back and say, guys, here's what you're doing. And if you come back next week, we'll, we'll preach, we'll run laps, we'll hang out, we'll have a good time. But I, I do think it's important for you to hear the heartbeat of the bridge. And the heartbeat of the bridge is, God, everything we do, hear me, everything we do, let it be connected to missions in some way. Let it be connected. It's got to be. So will you stand with me all over the house? <clears throat> These guys are going to be out there in the foyer. And if you have any questions, please stop by and be with them. Talk with them. Ask them anything you want to ask them and support them. Help them. Get involved with it. Uh, every week, Bridge to Hope has, uh, has soup kitchens. They go out every week. And they feed the homeless. And they're there. And they're, again, the hands and feet of Jesus just taking part. That happens every week. And some of you here have have signed up for that and say, hey, put me on that rotation. I want to be a part of that and I want to help out. And so thank you for that, guys. Again, I just wanted you today to hear the heartbeat of, of the bridge. Everything we do is connected to missions. That heavenly exchange, <clears throat> excuse me, that takes place when an almighty God connects with a broken, messed up world. There's a heavenly exchange that takes place. And you're a part of that and you're involved in that. Before we pray, we've, we've got a, uh, different couples in the house that really in the past two weeks have, have really been through um, some stress, some strain, some loss. I think about uh, Mr. Luke standing right here and his wife uh, just lost his sister this past week. Please pray for them. I think about Miss Tabitha back there in the back, lost an uncle week before last. And so all around us, there are people that are hurting. There are people that are going through life and there are different circumstances, different things happening. And so this is why it's so important for us to come together and say, hey, I need you. I need you in my life. I need you praying with me. I need you connecting with me. And so I just want to pray for you guys. And then we're going to dismiss you and let you go eat a chicken leg or whatever it is you're eating today. But Father, we thank you for moments like this.